is Hermine Hartman, and I want to welcome you to Indigo Studio. Today, we're going to have a conversation with something that's kind of swept under the rug, yet it is a pressing issue. We want to talk about black maternal health disparities. Did you know that in this country, black mothers are three to four times more likely to die, that is to die, from pregnancy-related complications at childbirth compared to their white counterparts. Did you also know that in the United States, this is the only industrialized nation with a rising mortality rate? That means lives, dreams, and futures are lost. And today we wanna to talk about this. We wanna talk about it with women who are doulas, midwives, and doctors, because every baby should be born healthy and every woman should have a healthy baby. Don't go away. This is an interesting and necessary conversation. We'll be right back. So today we're talking to Tony Taylor, who is a co-founder of Chicago Birthworks. It is an organization for doulas. We're also talking to Denise Allen, who is also a doula and studying to be a midwife. All right, so ladies, first of all, you gotta tell me what a doula is and what a midwife is. Let's get that on the table with some, clear, with some clarity. What, what's the difference between the two? So a doula is someone who teaches you how to advocate for yourself in labor. A doula also is the one who's helping you through labor with like pain relieving techniques. And then the midwife is the one who is doing all the medical things. So giving you the prenatal care and delivering the actual baby and giving you care and postpartum. Like that's what your midwife is doing. Okay, now how did you ladies become interested in this process, the doula process? How did you become interested? How did you found your organization of Chicago Birthworks? Um, our organization was started between me and my daughter when she had her second baby. And um, we wanted to duplicate the support that I gave to her and the safety that she felt and manifest that for other moms. And this is having babies at home? Having babies at home or in the hospital. So we support in all. So you can have the doula process in the hospital? Correct. Okay, so why would I want a doula rather than a doctor? So the doula is not medical. The doula does not provide you with any medical, uh, they don't perform any medical procedures, any medical anything. They will help you understand medical procedures. They will help you understand medical uh, norms and different things like that and just how to move through the medical process. But doulas are not medical staff. We're more so like birth assistants. So doulas are the assistant to the midwives or family assistants. Okay, so you're coaching. Yes. You're really coaching. Mm -hmm. So now with a midwife, can I have a midwife in the hospital or is a midwife off of the hospital at home? So you can have a midwife in a hospital, which would be considered a certified nurse midwife. But you can also have midwives that are at home, um, which are certified professional midwives. The difference between the two is really the schooling. So a certified professional midwife would be in school for probably about three years, whether a certified nurse midwife is in school for about six years because you have to do nursing school, then you go to midwifery school, then you have your clinicals, and then you can become a midwife. Do I need insurance to have to have a doula? To have a doula? 
Uh-huh. So insurance, I mean, doulas were initially out of pocket, but they just passed a law and they're being provided. As we talk about this, we find a disparity with black women uh, as compared to white women. Talk about those disparities. So you have like racial bias? You have... In the hospital. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you have racial bias. You have um, staffing that just aren't really uh, informed about the nuances of caring for black women. There's, there was a, 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 a video that was circulating um, saying that doctors were under, they were trained and they were under the belief that black women have a higher tolerance for pain. And that. when we, you know, so if, you're, if this person is caring for me and I'm telling you that I'm in pain, you're not receiving this the way that it needs to be received and you're not providing me with care sensitive enough to actually help me relieve what's going on. So it's likely that the woman is not being listened to, not being In a lot of ways. I think it's a a series of a lot of things that just happen over the time where you become pregnant through delivery. What's the best advice? You should seek medical attention. You should have a medical um, person that you're monitoring your pregnancy with. A doctor? Uh, A doctor or CPM. So I, I, I'm also a student midwife, so I believe in out-of-hospital birthing. Okay, so tell me, why would I have a baby out of the hospital as opposed to in the hospital? Because having a baby is not a medical thing. It is a it's normal, normal. It's no, a normal you, had, you didn't make the baby at the hospital. You made the baby at home, and you can very well have the baby at home. There are some indicating things that, you know, might suggest that you need to be in a hospital, multiples, or if you have some sort of identified uh, determined, you know, um, um, that says I need medical attention, diabetes, different other things that you would present throughout the pregnancy that would suggest this person needs to be seen by a doctor. Right. But if you're healthy and everything is all charting well, you can deliver at home. More people are choosing to give birth at home because they're realizing that birth is not anything that's a medical emergency. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more about women maternal health care and having babies. Something we need to talk about. We don't talk about it enough. We all know the awesome power of the sun. your solar options could help fill your life with clean energy at comed.com slash clean energy. You know, it's actually really easy to find coverage. How do I even find health insurance? The ACA Health Insurance Marketplace open enrollment just began. You'll be able to find a health plan for you and your family. I don't know how to do that stuff. I need some help. Go to GetCoveredIllinois.gov where certified and local navigators like myself can help you compare plans, enroll, and figure out if you qualify for financial assistance. Wow, that was a lot easier than I thought it would be. And remember, open enrollment ends January 15th. What's up, everybody? This is Curtis Blow inviting you to the Hip Hop Nutcracker, a holiday mashup for the whole family. December 12th through the 17th at the Cadillac Palace Theater. Tickets at BroadwayInChicago.com. The sensation that ignited Broadway is back. The Wiz. He's on down, he's on down. 
brand new vision for a brand new day. Ease on down and get tickets to The Wiz. Playing November 28th through December 10th at Cadillac Palace Theater. Tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. This November, that spit-curled icon of joy, that champion of empowerment, sings a new tune live on stage for the first time. It's the world premiere of Boop the Musical. Get tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. We are business leaders, community activists, health care providers, leaders, scientists, educators, athletes, media professionals, artists. We are GovState. Closed captioning is sponsored by Governor's State University. Okay, so what if you are having a baby and there are complications? Are you prepared to handle those complications? Yes. A breech birth? Breech births cannot be, they can be delivered at home, but it's not recommended. Someone wants to have a baby with a doula. What do they do? How do they contact you? You reach out to us um, through our website or you can um, visit us at our studio in Hyde Park. Off camera, we were talking about what happens to a woman's brain in the process of birthing. Talk about that for me. So in the process of birthing, a woman's brain waves change. So when she gets to like that transition phase, then her brain waves are more so in like the delta brain waves and she is no longer in this world with us per consciousness. So she she's can't in a whole nother for herself. Nope. No. She's in a whole nother plane of existence. You have to go and retrieve your baby, you know, and bring them back. So in order for birth to even happen as we want it to, for a mother to be birthed, you know, we're missing that because in hospitals we're taking that away. We're getting epidurals and taking ourselves out of that entire process. It interrupts the connection between the actual, the mother and the, the baby in terms of the delivery. So you interrupt those receptors for the mom actually being in labor and going through the actual phases of labor and the connection that she has with the baby. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you intervene with that, with like medications and different things like that, be it your choice or the doctor's choice, what have you, it affects your ability to breastfeed. It affects the bond that you have with the baby. Um, a baby that babies that are born um, via C-section, they miss out on natural bacteria that they're supposed to pick up from coming through the birth canal and actually doing that rotation around. That's a necessary part of birth. That's a, a, the defense system. One of the things that was really interesting in COVID, we saw a big rise in postpartum depression. There was, I feel like there was a really big spike in postpartum depression with women of color because our partners were not allowed into doctor's visits. Our partners were not, uh, they were, there was like weird stuff going on at the in delivery places. So and you're alone. Yeah, yeah. And then you couldn't have people to the hospital to visit after the baby was born. Then you were in fear once you brought the baby home, nobody could still come and visit. So now you have this new baby, you should be excited, and now you're even more sad. So what's the mental consequence? What's the social mental consequence? People living in isolation, you know? 
feeling like there is nobody that is there for me. There is no community. The you know, connection. That is, yes, that is a huge consequence. Um, and I think that's why as Chicago Birthworks, we're really big on community. We're really big on trying to bring mamas together, but not even just mothers, just fathers, Dads. families. What helped a lot of moms in the, in the postpartum um, blues was partners staying with them mm -hmm. and not returning to work so quickly. Thank you ladies for sharing probably things that we don't discuss that we need to talk about at large, out loud. The most powerful person in the world is a mother. Hmm. Now I know why. Thank you so much for being with us and don't go away. We're, we'll be back. We're talking to ladies and we're talking about babies. We're talking about healthy babies and maternal health care. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy-efficient products. So you can enjoy coming back to a home full of savings. Visit ComEd.com slash home savings. Wait, stop scrolling. I'm here to help. For what? ACA Health Insurance Marketplace Open Enrollment is here. You can find a health plan that works for you and your family or change your current plan. Through GetCoveredIllinois.gov, certified local navigators like myself can help you enroll and find out if you qualify for financial help. I really need to do that. That's why I'm here. Don't change that profile pic. You look great. Open enrollment ends January 15th. What's up, everybody? This is Curtis Blow inviting you to the Hip-Hop Nutcracker, a holiday mashup for the whole family. December 12th through the 17th at the Cadillac Palace Theater. Tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. The sensation that ignited Broadway is back. The Wiz. He's on down, he's on down. for a brand new day. Ease on down and get tickets to The Wiz. Playing November 28th through December 10th at Cadillac Palace Theater. Tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. This November, that spit-curled icon of joy, that champion of empowerment, sings a new tune live on stage for the first time. It's the world premiere of Boop the Musical. Get tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. Welcome back, and we're going to continue our conversation on maternal health care. We're joined by doctors. We have two wonderful female doctors. Dr. Kendra Outler is an anesthesiologist at John Stroger Cook County Hospitals, and Dr. Samina Rotman is a gynecologist, Northwestern Hospital. Now, ladies, tell me, I'm getting ready to have a baby. To go to the hospital or to have a baby at home? You know, um, when women are going into labor and they're having children, it is very important for, you know, to get a full assessment of what's happening to them, you know, from head to toe. Your body changes from head to toe in pregnancy. Things change for you. Um, your cardiac condition changes, everything. So it's really important to get into a hospital setting, in my opinion, obviously, um, because, you know, we have the urgent things that, you know, women still die from maternal-related deaths, and right? And black women die more. Three times as more. much. Why? Well, there's a 
number of reasons. Mm-hmm. I think What's the, the reason? Number one reasons that we're we're finding is that you have hemorrhage, which we've actually been able to do to get better protocols in the operating room for, which would be my area. Mental health uh, actually is also a reason. We have women who uh, unfortunately may use substance abuse or may have suffered from depression, both during pregnancy and after pregnancy. And another reason that we have is heart changes. There are physiological changes that happen during pregnancy. So it makes it a very concerning medical condition uh, that as, as women make their birth plans, that will determine if a home birth versus a facility birth would be better. You need to be healthier if you're going to have your baby at home versus the hospital? Absolutely, you should be considered low risk in your pregnancy um, to be able to have a baby at home. Meaning, you know, you don't have any, you're, you're, you're not over the age of 35, you don't have any pre-existing conditions or don't develop conditions during pregnancy. Overweight. Oh yes, obesity, um, hypertension, diabetes, and then women can develop gestational diabetes, gestational hypertension, preeclampsia, these conditions. There is no way that someone should try to birth from home with these conditions because there are many complications that can occur as a result. And you know, this is how a lot of women die uh, in pregnancy and pregnancy-related deaths. Well, I would I would add to that is you know when we I did primary care before anesthesia and we had the birth plan, and so I want to. Uh, put out there that women should consider their birth plan, both when you're planning the pregnancy, prenatal care, then once you become pregnant with your obstetrician and see what support they would have if they have a home, if they decide to have a home birth. So what's the discrepancy with black women versus white women and black women having more trauma, more deaths even, than white women. What's the cause for that? What's the reason for that? Anti-black racism. That's what most it studies is, are showing. It is just basically racism? Yes, because what it turns out to be, the Green Journal, which is the OBGYN journal um, for obstetrician gynecologists, had an article that came out this month talking about how traditionally what we've been saying is that uh, race is a risk factor for pregnancy and obstetric-related complications, specifically, you know, a minority races, women of color, and non-Hispanic um, blacks, that kind of thing. And they want they were saying that we should actually switch the narrative that anti-black racism is the risk factor. And that means on the level of implicit bias that healthcare clinicians, nurses, you know, support staff from from ground zero up. They um, a lot of uh, black women don't feel listened to. And then, you know, along with that comes the idea of, um, you know, the allostatic load that black women carry. So this is due to generational trauma that changes the physiology of on a cellular level. So if you look at how, you know, why is it that, you know, black women are dying more in, in maternal death or why black women might experience more complications in menopause, all of these things are related to the allostatic load, which is really what they called, you know, traditionally was weathering, but it's the this the load of generational trauma on on your system from a cellular level, and it's really from chronic stress. Well, I, I want to support you in this in the sense that we we do think of almost not just now, but over 20 years of research. In 1997, we had a report in uh, on cardiology by the Schuler Report that said that. Uh, Black women were the least likely group of women to be real uh, to be believed when they complained of chest pain. Right? This was a well-known study that was done at the AMA, where we dressed every woman, every person the same: white male, 
black male, white female, black female, they found that the black female was the least likely to be referred for higher level of care and the least likely to believe, be believed about her pain. Wait a minute. So, I go to the doctor. Yes. And I'm a black woman. Yes. And I'm least likely to be heard. To be about heard. About my Your condition. symptoms, about your symptoms. And so we see this uh, pain. Pain is the, the one I got you when it comes to medicine. Because if I say I have pain and you rate it as a two, but I told you it was a 10, did you believe me? What part of the processing did you say that my pain really is not that bad? We've been able to call out the medical con uh, community on one condition, and that is pain. And what's one unifying condition that women have? Pain in birth. That's a symptom of labor. And so we even see that being dismissed in the health con con uh, health world. And so when she, when we, we mentioned this, Dr. Rahman, about black women and anti-black racism, large birthing centers that see large volumes of black women still have higher numbers, and we know that they are trained. They 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 have the volume. They have the clinical scenarios to say this is what we should be doing, but why isn't it happening? What role does the doula, does the midwife play? Because they're talking okay. about well, advocacy. Well, well, the doula's role is advocacy. The midwife, I work with midwives even to this day, and the midwives and nurses, they have the one-on-one -on -one clinical training, and they can be in the birth room. Okay, the, with, and they can help with deliveries. Midwives do an excellent job of delivering babies. They are, are actually symbolized in the African American Museum of, of Culture in D.C. We have a, a tribute to the, to the midwives. The doulas, in terms of their role uh, and, and being an advocate for the mom, is always important. And I want to put this in here. The studies have found that most women die within 72 hours if there's a complication after birth. 72, the, 72 hours. hours after birth. So we're talking that most of the cases that were found in the review from the maternal mortality study found that women die after birth. So we still need to care for moms. That's why the Illinois Department of Public Health has now put women on Medicaid and assistance for a whole year, 365 days after giving birth. That's how long you're covered so that you don't fall through the cracks, mm -hmm. okay? You can't be seen. This is actually where doulas can definitely be helpful because it's not just during the birthing room. It's after the delivery, bleeding, Within high a blood year, pressure. Yeah, even up to a year because mm -hmm. that's when that mental, uh, the, the rates of suicide and um, issues around substance abuse, all that stuff is within the year postpartum. Yes. And mental health um, is now the leading cause of uh, maternal death in America. But that also encompasses substance abuse and postpartum yes. depression. Yes. That's why you see a lot of campaigns now helping us understand that after the delivery is a high risk time for the mom. Even when she leaves, there needs to be connections with the medical community. That's why we need coverage, you need support, and we also now have other modalities like uh, texting the mom, how are you? Because we know young women's is Gen Z, they, use, they rely on their phones. Uh, so you're able to give them information through the phone and stay in contact. I think we have to have education in the community. You have to have education in the community. That's why platforms like this is important. We have to be able to talk about it in the community across uh, different awareness, mediums. Awareness, okay. Yeah, awareness. And, but we also then we need to empower our community when they go into partner with health systems, partner with physicians to have those important that important list. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but I always encourage patients, write it down if you can't remember. Remember who is part of your care team. Tell us 
who we need to speak to on your behalf should you not be able to speak for yourself. I mean, when moms are in pain, they don't have a lot of conversation. So always have these people that you have to have that advocate. I always, even for breast cancer patients, please bring somebody else in that room. Don't leave your, your families alone. You can have at least one person. Implicit bias training is really big, you know, in the medical community. They're doing it across the board. You know, you have to listen to your patients. You have to listen to your patients. You have to listen to your patients. That's a big thing. Like, we don't listen. We, we look and we judge, you know. So that's huge in the medical community right now. We're starting to listen to our patients um, more and more. That training is getting embedded in the training. Um, and then and then the self-advocacy and education. I always tell my patients, because like I said, I don't deliver babies anymore, so if I have a black patient that is leaving my care to go and get seek care elsewhere, I'm like, if something doesn't feel right to you, you verbalize it. If, you don't, if you're feeling pain, you verbalize it. And you wait until somebody listens to you. You don't let go. This is your baby. This is your life. And so you have to advocate for yourself. And we have to take ownership of our own health, too. And we have to understand, you know, what are the, what are the things that we're gonna experience in pregnancy? So that's why educating yourself on all the complications. The CDC has a big thing on, you know, just knowing the signs of, to be, to be worried about. What are the signs I should worry about in pregnancy when something might go wrong? What are the signs of hemorrhage potentially? So all of this is around education, self-advocacy, and, and educating clinicians as well. So we're adding, uh, adding this whole race and medicine course, but I also, want them to understand it has to be culturally competent. Right. Okay. Because sometimes they say, oh, we did the course. But is the course culturally competent? Number one, for the residents, because the largest pool of physicians that we're producing are uh, white white females. Okay. Then we have the, the second group is white males. Black physicians are about 5%. And we have the other, you know, category. So we have to really understand that the messages that we send to our patients, the messages that we send to our residents and medical students has to be culturally competent. And black people come in all uh, social economic levels, we come in all, all um, backgrounds and all shades. And so sometimes when we're doing this education, um, our medical schools are primarily white institutions. They don't know how to bring it in without making stereotypes of us. Wow, thank you. Thank you for an enlightening discussion, but this is a discussion that needs to be really, really had. It yes. needs Continued. to come to the mm -hmm. forefront mm -hmm. because, um, I mean, health is important. Yes. And it's you, important. You've got to, you, 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 you gotta, you gotta have good communication with your doctor. Mm -hmm. yep. I don't know this personally. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't know it personally. Thank God, I don't know. May it I personally. share that? Um, uh, 1972, my aunt died in childbirth. It was my grandmother's uh, lifelong heartache. Uh, it's something I didn't understand for many, many years. Why I had a cousin with no mom? Who did she belong to? and we didn't discuss it. And so what I will say is that this time uh, in life, to be able to have a conversation and bring up her name and bring up her presence, um, I think that has promoted some healing within the family and, and, and actually helped her daughter feel more accepted because we can say her mother's name, whereas before it was just some, something so painful that we couldn't talk there, about there's it. There's so many hidden things like that. Mm -hmm. and amongst black, because it was a time we couldn't go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. We had to have a midwife. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for such uh, enlightenment, uh, Dr. Outler and Dr. Rotman. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Thanks you so for much. being with us. I hope you learned something and um, Advocate for yourself, yep. Advocate speak for up. yourself. I'm Hermine Harton with Indigo Studio.